everybody, and welcome back to the pre-production meeting. I'm your co-host, Josh Urquhart. And I'm your other co-host, Daniel Kogola. And we are back after a little two-week hiatus. Dan, how are you? I'm pretty good. I've um, I've been quite busy. Mm-hmm. So which Compared to that. last week, where we, we were actually scheduled to come in, and then we realized we had uh, nothing to talk about. Yes. yes. And you know you what? hate when that happens. That happens. You know, that's only ever happened once or twice, but I think it was just one of those weeks where we were just super busy with everything but film, but it allowed us to have these uh, few weeks to get some shit done. And you said exactly you have right. some exciting stuff. Do you want to tease a little? Um, not particularly. No, not, not at this point. We'll Fuck, get into right. that later. But Never mind then. What I would like to talk about is yes. the special guest that we have. We with have us a special today. guest. Yes. yes. So. Our guest is a longtime friend and associate of mine. Associate. We we <laughs> attended the Academy of Film, Theatre and Television together back mm. in 2018 and 2019. Uh, this guest has worked on a multitude of films and shows such as The Dry 2, Force of Nature, Poker Face with Russell Crowe, The Messenger and Bump Season 3. Wow. Yes. He's, he's taken on various roles in the camera department from first AC to second AC to mm. VTR assistant. And he's directed numerous short films, such as the award-winning film Solace, which won Best Short Film at the Cyrus International Film Festival of Toronto. Wow. He is currently focusing on directing and making his way through the industry as a director. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome John Luca Cascuna. Woo! Thank you for having me. How are you, John Luca? I won't lie, I'm a little bit tired. A little bit tired? But this coffee's going to... <laughs> pipe you up a little. Yeah, yeah, is this yeah. your first podcast? It is my first podcast. It is. So. How are you feeling? Yeah, I just want to make sure I'm talking into the mic. Talking yes, to talk the mic. Nice and close. <laughs> so, yeah. so you've listened to a couple episodes. I have. You know how we go. I do. <laughs> this whole podcast is basically a little deep dive into the indie industry. You know, we've all come up together in uni and stuff like that, and we're all trying to do the exact same thing, and we're trying to get on as many people as possible that are on all different walks in life, but, you know, start or are close to where we are, and um, I think it'll be good, because I think you're quite different to the guests that we've had on before. Is that right, Dan? Yes. Yes? I, th- I think it's good what you're doing, because I think you're really demystifying the whole process mm. of like getting into the industry. Exactly. And I, I think what we're doing is good for people that are in the industry um, because, you know, we have all friends and stuff. Like there, there are some people that we know. I'm sure there's people that you know that have no direction. Like they don't know how they're going to get into the industry. They don't know what really they're like kind 100%. of focusing on. But then it's also good for the people that have no idea. You know, no idea about the industry altogether. Um, but it's good. It's good that uh, you have a different set of skills as to what, uh, like I said, we've had on before as guests. And um, I think how we're going to sh- do this episode, we're going to interview you a little bit and then we're going to get back into the normal flow of the podcast yes. and we'll do our progress. Like you said, yeah, some stuff going on. Can I just say as well, Dan, you're looking big. Thank you, my friend. Mate, the I games, they're showing. <laughs> That's what you were doing last week, That why you weren't yeah. here, just pumping every iron. Day, every day. Pumping iron. Well, yeah. All right, let's get into it, Dan. You have yeah. a few questions and I'll, I'll chime in here and there, but take yeah, it away. Sure. You're running this, baby. Well, why don't we start from the beginning and sort of introduce you to the audience, John Looker. So oh, you and I went to <laughs> film school together back in 2018 and 2019. And I sort of, I want to hear your take on like how we met and everything, because I have my perspective of like, you know, how I met you and like my first impressions of you and everything. But uh, I sort of want to hear your take on that. And I want to know where your passion originated from in, you know, towards film and, and everything and how you found uh, yourself at AFTT. I, I had an interesting journey of actually, well, the first time I went overseas, I, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say this over the... Just do it. <laughs> I've said much worse on this podcast, <laughs> brother. <laughs> we could always edit it. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I ended up going to jail. Ah, radio. So, yeah, in the UAE. Nice. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was about to say nice. <laughs> um, so, like prior, like prior to this travel and going to jail mm-hmm. or not, um, I wanted to do graphic design. So, like, yep. kind of illustrate, like backdrops for movies, games, all that kind of. Nice. Thing. Yeah. Then I went on this trip. Ended up going to jail, mm-hmm. and then I heard all these stories and all these people, like from like. Egypt, from Sudan, from France, mm-hmm. like all their stories. And I don't know, like... Inside jail? Yeah, inside yeah, right. jail. Okay. Just like their whole journey, like how they got there and all mm. this kind of thing. And I was like, this is pretty... Like at the time, I'm freaking out for my life, mm. for starters. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not going to say why I was in jail. Were you born here? I was born, born here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So then you went over there for a holiday or something? Yeah, yeah. So it was a holiday. Sure. All good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then after I got out, I was like, these. I feel like, one, I want to write my own story. Like I yeah. just noted down everything that happened. Oh, mm. I was in jail for a day, prison for seven nights. Right. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Very, uh, I guess, a traumatizing experience. I can imagine. But it set you on a new path. Yeah, I'm guessing. it was like really eye-opening. Yeah. yeah, like something that wasn't like, oh, like I'm gonna, you know, hide this from the world kind of thing. It was like sure. something that I really kind of took on. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, and then from that, I'm just like, well, I want to like learn how to write stories. I want to learn how to bring the visual to that medium. So mm. yeah, I worked with a guy called Giovanni Pachalea, mm-hmm. who is the founder of Benchmark. Uh, media. He was one of the first ADs on Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Wow. Right. And The Matrix. So, yeah, he was an old family friend of mine. Yep. But, yeah, he was hard ass and he kind of gave it to me from the get go. It's like the film industry is cutthroat. Yeah. He goes, either you're 110% or you're dead kind of thing. Like, you won't last long. Yeah. Far out. And I'm How there. did that make you feel when you heard that? Uh, I was just kind of going over my head. I'm like, yeah. It know, always does. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, yeah. this guy's talking shit. Yeah. Blah, blah. He's like, yeah, I would cut my my director's like sandwich in half and like have the bacon like perfectly folded. Oh my shit. god! <laughs> I'm like, man, I ain't doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, mate! So yeah, that was that. And then we worked on a couple gigs together. Like he he's mainly in the commercial world, sure. But like also kind of food documentaries. Like does a lot of stuff for SBS, mm. um, ABC. Um, but yeah, again, there was more on the tech on the technical side. So yeah. didn't want to exactly be in camera yet. Mm. So he was, he was like, I was going to go to JMC. Yeah. Like start off. Then yep. I saw the price of that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, oh, trust me. I'm starting to see the price now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that like, hex just keeps going up. It was, yeah. it was just too broad as well. He's like, yeah. he's like you want to do film. He goes, you don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. Because there's, mm. there's like so many elements to JMC when you start. Yeah. So mm. I was like, all right, let's cut all that out. Yeah. So in comes AFTT. <laughs> so yeah, he kind of set me on that course and yeah, went to uni. Yeah, nice. In which the first year, like me and Danny... We didn't really know each other. Hey, I saw you a couple of times. You know when I first took note of you? Do you remember when we had that meeting where it was all the classes combined? Because like some equipment broke and we had to all pay like a little bit to oh replace it. And I remember you just sitting there complaining about it, being like, what the hell is the this? Fu- I'm not what, paying. What happened? And I was like, I like this guy. What happened? <laughs> it was, it was oh, ludicrous. Some, it some was equipment ludicrous. broke on someone's set. And, and they made you guys pay for it. They were like, oh, like I think we had to take a vote on whether like everyone was A vote? Gonna, yeah, on whether like everyone was going to chip in. <laughs> Democracy. Like, what? Democracy. Yeah. The fuck, man? And what, everybody decided, yeah, let's chip yeah, in. Yeah, we were like, look, let's just get this over with and just put in like a little bit each. I think that's what happened, right? Yeah. yeah I can't remember what broke exactly. Yeah. But I think it was some. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. But it was something obviously expensive. Yeah, yeah right. Kick up a stink about yeah, it. For yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that was definitely a problem. But yeah, just the fact that they all just like, it's like they forced us to be like, you're going to have to pay for this. And yeah. It's like, well, hold on a minute. You know, like at least let us talk about it first. Like, that's yeah. that's what ridiculous. Broke yeah, right. What's set? You know, like you can't have us all accountable for it. Wow. It's like, I think we're doing, I think it was during during the docos. So it was like maybe like six people per each crew. Wait, do we yeah. do docos? I don't think yeah. we did docos. At yeah, it would have been like right at the beginning. It was like a really short oh, thing. First year or second actors. year? I thought it was the end of first year. No, first year. So oh. you guys, your course was two years as well. Yeah. yeah. So go- going into AFTT, did you know what you wanted to specialize in? No. Or you just, you went in there to the, find your, the, re- your the, route? The first year, no, I was just kind of sussing it out. Yeah, right. Looking at everything, seeing yep. how things work, yep. listening to the lecturers and the teachers, mm. seeing what their takes were. Mm-hmm. Majority of the time I was writing. I was really interested in writing. Yep. And then I kind of delved into that. I'm like, writing is a whole nother thing. Yeah, it is. Writing's fucked. Mm. It's just time consuming. It is. And yeah, you can go down really dark holes. You can. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I hate writer's block, like when you just get stuck and... It's not like anything else. I like production because it keeps moving and you, mm. you, you're you forced to face your issues. Mm. But in writing, you can just get stuck for days, weeks, yeah. whatever. Fuck. So so when did you get into camera? Was that during during uh, AFTT as well or was that more afterwards? So uh, it was during the end of AFTT and yep. I was on the afters notice board and mm-hmm. a producer reached out and because I, I got told through a couple of um, like Brian, Starters, yep. love yep. Brian. Bloody Brian, shout, shout out Brian. Brian. Wow. Brian was like 
the guy who another one of like um I guess just like a good mentor on just like how the film industry works. Mm. Just yep. like hard ass to the point, no fucking around mm. kind of thing. So yeah. Taught us some really valuable skills. Yeah. Um and yeah, so and he was he, he was one of the people that said, Look, the industry doesn't require certificates. They don't give a fuck about it. They don't. Them. Yeah. So <laughs> Not at all, mate. Like unless you wanna really get into writing and you want like a like a writing certificate yeah. or something like that, then sure, but everything else like you just experience like get on set yeah it doesn't matter what it is so yeah what was it like with your parents in terms of convincing them of that because mine my parents are quite traditional and you know when i told them that the certificate doesn't matter they didn't really understand were yours kind of like that or they they sort of understood That's what a good you were question talking? actually yeah mm, i don't think they were too fast like i was mm. still working a fair bit mm. yeah like during uni <coughs> as well so what were you doing construction Okay. Yeah. yeah. So right. yeah, I'll, I would work Friday nights and Sunday nights Jeez. as well. Yeah, doing six till six. Jeez. And then because the, the hex, the interest. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I, I kind of gave uni a deal. I'm just like, look, I'll pay half now and then half during the middle of the course. Mm. Okay. So because otherwise I would have to pay like six k in like interest. I'm like, you guys yeah. are kidding. Mm. Like, no way. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was that. Yeah. Um, and then after uni. Is that when you more got camera jobs and stuff like that? Oh, like again, like got onto that. So on, from the afters notice board, sorry, I'm ch- jumping around. That's all good. Um, yeah, got onto that Streets of Color film. Yes, which screened three months ago. Streets <laughs> of what? Streets of Color. Streets of Color. What's that? Is it's that a, a fe- short a feature film feature. that me and John worked on? Feature film, right? Together. And it only screened a couple months ago. Yep. yep. Right. Okay. So you, when did you film it? 2019, 2020. Wow. Okay. So Fair enough. Yeah. Long, 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 edit. long process. Mm. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Um. So yeah, just jumped on that as art, props, assistant, nice. set dresser. Mm. So yeah, in the use some of your construction abilities in that in that <laughs> department or no? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, just it was it was and good to be on set like yeah. the DOP. <laughs> Who yep. was another great mentor of mine? I was going to say, yeah. you have a lot of mentors. That's good. Yes. Some people don't have that, like, especially like me, myself. Like, I've, like, I wish I had mentors. And yeah. it's like, what about like, you? I think you, you, you said some of your mentors were family friends and others. How did you get yourself into the position? Sorry, this is me sidetracking. Mm-hmm. How did you get yourself into the position to get with those mentors? Because I know Lexi's got a mentor now, and I think they're very important in the industry, yeah. and especially like us. Bro, they never mentioned mentors at all in uni. They didn't mention a lot in uni. Um, but I think my question for you is how important are mentors and how do you get yourself in that kind of position to, I don't know, talk to one? Because they're, they're, they're important. Like, just be honest. Yeah. Like just, one, you need to snuff them out. Yeah. You need to see, like, kind of like you want to know where you want to go mm. and just ask the right questions, but then show you're, you're willing to learn. Mm-hmm. And like... Majority of the time, like if they ha- don't have like someone that they're kind of taking on, they'll take you on mm. because if they see the drive, then they'll they'll bring you in. And in how how many mentors do you reckon you have right now? Um, probably three. Three. Probably three. Good Are ones. these people that you keep in touch with regularly, or yeah. just yeah. every now and then? Yeah, regularly. Pretty regular. But like, uh, sorry, uh, um, maybe I lied. Like one, like Zach, who I just put up before, mm-hmm. who was a DOP for Streets of Color. He's now in. LA shooting. Yep. But yeah, he was one of like my mentors. Like just, yeah, knew like again. He worked on like Great Gatsby and Prometheus <coughs> and yep. all that kind of stuff. So yeah, he's done some big stuff. Amazing. I think it has um, to be organic as well in the sense that like if you and that mentor just get along, mm. then it makes it a lot easier. But it's like to where do you together. find them? I, I think it's just within the industry. Like you yeah. go and work, and then you happen to meet someone, yeah. and yeah. then you start collaborating. Right? Would you say the same? Yeah. So, yeah. like on on streets of color. Yeah. Like w- where I met Zach again, he was a DP, mm-hmm. and you know I'll just like be really close to set, be really close to him because I just feel like he was the guy who knew what was going on all yeah. the time, and just he would direct, and just he would just know where actors should be, lights and everything. I'm like, okay, this guy has so much knowledge. Like, stay close to him. Listen yeah. to him. And yeah, eventually, I think it was like on one of the last days. I think y- you were there as well. We went right out to like Picton, no, Picton ways, no, or something like there. that. But um, yeah, it was on the last days of shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And yeah, I, I just went up to Zach and I'm like, look, I really want to get into camera. Mm. I, I want to be on set more. And mm. I think you have the right, you know, you have the right drive. Like, can I, can I learn with you kind of thing? Mm. And he was like, oh, you know, if you're interested, blah, 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 you know. So you, <coughs> you went from there and then you, you've got some pretty good credits, mate. Like, mm. tell, tell us about some of those experiences on working on um, the films that you have. Uh, anyone in particular? Dan? Let's, we'll talk about The Dry because that's a pretty big yeah. film. I yeah. feel like. That Tell just came out role. recently, didn't it? Number it's two? Not out, I think it's like just about to drop. Yeah, four, just about to drop. Nature, I think it's coming out in November. Yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah, very, very keen on this one. Yep. Yeah. AC? You, you were AC on most I of these was, projects. I was actually right? truck loader. Was tr tr really? Truck loader so what is nice. truck loader? Truck loader is like, well, it's not like, it is... Loading the trucks? Loading the truck is obviously part of it. There's more to a truck loader. It's just making sure your day to days yep. are running smooth. Yeah, from cool. Batteries to yep. right. all the equipment, camera equipment. Yep, 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 yep. Like your sticks, your head, mm. like it's clean. Mm -hmm. um, just being on set and like helping out your second AC, helping out your first AC, just so their workload is not as hard. Yeah. It's interesting. I didn't actually know there was a dedicated role. And for that, oh, yeah. For that. You know, it's funny as because it's like you would never think that those niche things exist yeah. when you're working on the indie films that we do. Yeah, no. Yeah. You don't need it. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't. And then you get to these bigger productions and you it, need it. how was that experience for you? It was fantastic. But yeah, yeah you're the first one there though and yeah. the last one there because you're packing up everything. You can just, yeah. You're, you're, you're a database. You're a database. And you yeah, right. Know what's going on. Because the first I see and the second I see, they're just they're just walking off. They're they're doing their jobs. So yeah. you need to make sure that everything that they need, they have. Yeah. So I wanted to ask your opinion because I know you've worked under some pretty cutthroat people. You know, some people who are quite mm. old school and they have mm -hmm. a very um, specific way of doing things. And they're you know, um, what is your opinion in terms of like? Do you think that it's more efficient and more professional to be? very cutthroat or do you think a more relaxed way of working is better and more Ooh, optimal? Yeah. Look, it's, it's the classic theory that I always bring up, which um, Damien, Damien Chazelle <sighs> yes. My guy. brings up in Whiplash. Yeah. Mm. And it's that the old school way of teaching, which is like, you know, don't give them nothing. Just mm. like, not that you get treated like shit, but like there's no, there's no good job. Mm. You know, it's just like, keep pushing. Yeah. Keep pushing. Everything has to be, to the point there's yep. no there's no i think like with one first i see that i worked with <coughs> if i said i think he's like look at me like what do you mean you think <laughs> and i'm like yeah right <laughs> he's like i need to know to the point yeah and like mm. is it 5600 kelvins or is it 36 and i'm yeah. like no, i think it was like 55 you think like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, there i am scrolling on the phone <laughs> oh so, fuck yeah, right. yeah so, so what would you say is a better uh, it's it's a it's a hard question to answer, isn't it's it? It's a it's a hard question because like, like in the fourteen weeks that I worked with, like this first I see that was like hard ass old school. Like I learnt a fuck ton. Yeah. That I probably learnt within, like what I learned in fourteen weeks, mm. I learned I like I progressed a lot more than what I learned in a year and a half. Sure. So. Yeah. There you go. Still, like there's but that being said right like you sort of after that year and a half of working like that you've taken a step away right so would you yeah. say long term it's very difficult to retain that and stay in that 100 percent. yeah 100%. exactly like mentally it's it's a big weight exactly on yeah. your shoulders and so you've the, again i'm just gonna jump in when i yeah, can go for it. and so you've worked on the dry you've worked on um bump as well these yeah. bigger productions right and i get asked this a lot by people that are not in the industry that jump from working on indie projects to these bigger productions um especially okay it's it's hard if you want to okay you know what? i'll leave that for another question how do you make that jump and how do you get on those bigger sets for people that want to commitment yeah hard work commitment like again streets of color mm. talked with zach I is it networking, I right? Yeah. Is that all it is? I just I networking. I worked with him for eight months for free. Yeah. Jeez. So, <laughs> yeah. A anytime there was an odd job that came up, I'd cancel everything and just straight work with yeah. him. Wow. Just bust ass. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. So, and that it, it's all it all comes down to networking, then, right? It's yeah, like obviously who you know, but you need to prove mm. yourself, yeah. of course. And yeah, in an industry, especially in Sydney, where it's a bit smaller yeah. than America or England or Canada. Mm -hmm. 
Hundred percent, because there's always there always might be another underdog that wants to take your spot. That's it. Yeah, it's very competitive. We actually said that on the f- on the Fetty podcast. Another thing, and th- this will lead into the next question, actually. Um, but so when you're working on those like those, uh, s- n- not secondary roles, but like those roles that have a niche, like AC and stuff like that, AD, it's easier to kind of get on those uh, bigger sets and stuff. But if you want to be a director, right? And you want to get on those bigger sets to get uh, experience. It would be it would be harder to find uh, anything other than like a director's assistant or maybe an AD to get experience or something like that. But maybe you can tell us, you know, if you wanted to be a director, right? You know, you have your AC, you want to get AC jobs. But if you want to be a director and get experience on those sets, what role would you recommend? And also, has this kind of influenced by any sense your decision to kind of pick up? directing now why did you make that jump to directing as well now that you've worked all this time on like in camera department i think that's a very good question because that is something i'm going through right now yeah and it's finding that assistant director's role yes like even during my time in camera like working on that 14-week shoot which was the messenger yeah for abc i'd stay really close to the directors yes as much as i could sometimes Mm -hmm. i'd even get told off well, it's but hard though, isn't it? Because you have to be doing a different job, yeah. but you, you want to be near where you want to end up. Yeah. So like just from, from leaving uni, mm-hmm. like I knew I wanted to direct, Yep. you know, like t- at a pretty high level. Yep. And I felt like, and also listening to as well, um, to Zach mm-hmm. um, as a DP, his wife is a director and he was like to me, look, she is a great writer and a great director, mm-hmm. but her time on set is like nil. Really? What on her mean? sets? No, well, just like in general. In like, general, like right. Obviously, obviously on her set she works. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. As a director, like you want to be focusing on the creative. Yes. yes. That's what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Yes, well. and that's sort of why I've changed my direction recently as yeah. well. Yeah. Because I realised like, if you're make, I wanted to just be on film sets all the time because that's what yep. I love. But if you're making a way up in the camera department, you're not really proving that you can do anything <laughs> as a director. You need to make films and show that you can direct if you want. If you want to direct, yeah, direct. You know, 100%. but then there's other things like AD, like you just said, you've picked up. How are you finding that? Where AD? You said, oh, well, there's a difference between assistant director oh, and director's assistant. Oh, sorry, two my different bad, things. My bad, my That's, bad. Is that what you were talking about before? Yeah, sorry, DA. DA. Sorry, yeah, DA, sorry. AD, DA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, sorry, just going back to like, yeah, like you want to focus on the creative. Yes. And Zach was like, look, like you want to be, have more time on set to know how things work because then as a director, you know, like, yeah, you want to focus on the creative but if you have knowledge of how a set works like again like you want to buy as much time as you can on set because like your days will just shoot past Mm -hmm. Mm. and like i've seen directors freak the fuck out because they're not getting the whole shot list that they need to do in time and they're just like panicking and freaking out and the ad's fucking yelling and (laughs) there's fucking coffee going everywhere (laughs) (laughs) bloody coffee cups and set in shot shot? (laughs) so yeah like it can, it can be a mess. And then other directors are just cool, calm and collective because they know the set. They know how, like, they have a really good, um, they have good chemistry with their AD mm-hmm. and they can run the day smoothly. And But the thing is, they may not get all the shots on the list. Like, but in their head, mm-hmm. with the time that they spend doing the shots, like, they can edit. They know what they can cut, yeah. Yeah, they know what, what's needed, what's not needed. Mm-hmm. And that's very important. So he... I was like, get on set and just learn everything. Grips, mm. camera, lighting, what is needed, what's not needed, your art department, set dressing. Right. Like and is, is that why you went into the camera department to start off with? Just to familiarise yourself yeah. with yeah. everything, like, look, like I, I, I liked camera. Yeah. But after a while, like, it becomes... Robotic. Like, yeah. Mm. Like, you, you are a technician at the yes. end of the day. Yeah. Not a creative. Well, yeah. yeah and DRP is a creative technician. Yeah, but, like, your sec- like your truck loaders, your second yes, correct. first. If yes. you have your camera operators. Yeah. Camera yeah. Op- operators have a bit of, you know, creative. Oh, actually, I'll lie. The first AC does have creative control sometimes, you know, rack and focus at yep. certain times of, you know, in beats, um, you know, for, for actors and actresses. Mm. Um, Especially on The Office. Yeah. Man. Classic. 
you know. So most creative ACs of all time. <laughs> um, but so in in your AC kind of career, um, you've worked on some, like we said, some pretty high stuff. What are some challenges, stuff that you've come across, and maybe some bad experiences on set as an AC that maybe bad experiences, yeah. On set. Uh, or funny experiences. I feel I feel like <laughs> every day is a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, don't get into the film industry, guys. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> every day is just every day is a challenge. Oh, yeah, every day is fuck. a challenge. Wow. But like, uh, I, sh- I shouldn't have said in such a bad. Way. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 hard. It's hard on the soul, but it's it's also really fun because it's such a good yeah. challenge. Yeah. So, yeah. There's just. When when you think you've worked it out or you have a good system, something just will just come along and just fuck you up. So Every do you time. have any particular stories that come to mind? I know you told me that one about the little screw that dropped oh down. God. <laughs> Go on, mate. So we're shooting at Manly Dam. I didn't realize that Manly had a dam. Yep. And we're <laughs> we're an hour over time on a fourteen hour day. Yep. And the sun's gone down and we can't see, and we're on this grated ledge and so if if you drop something it's gone Mm. there's no there's no picking it up like the dam drops like 100 meters yeah or something like that and of course it starts to rain like fuck's sake (laughs) it's just just one thing after the other so truck loader has to go get the truck loader i'll I'll second i say on this one so i'm holding the camera the first i see he's yelling at me you know where's the wet weather bag and blah 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 anyway the wet weather bag comes over and then the DOP yells out, all right, I want to go uh, handheld now. So easy rig on. And then we needed, for some reason, my first AC just could not leave the eye bolt where the easy rig attaches to. Right. He couldn't leave it on the camera for some reason. He just, it always had to be attached manually. Just okay. for his peace of mind. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, chocolate brings over the eye bolt to me and I give it to him. And he's like, like, I'm trying to put the arms on, like, you know, like the easy rig arms. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of the camera so I'm doing that and he's trying to screw on the eye bolt and it's pissing down rain the wet weather bags freaking going everywhere and he I don't know his hand like he tells me to hold the camera while I'm still trying to I know this is a bit hard to That's imagine right. but the arms aren't screwed on properly and he tries to flip the camera and the arms go down and the eye bolt just goes ding and just hear ding ding oh, <laughs> all no. the way down into and the dam yeah into the dam oh, fuck. and the person he was looking at me, he's like, tell me that wasn't a fucking eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at you, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and then the DP's like, where's the camera? Where's the camera? It's like, you know, <sighs> losing light, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck. Anyway, truck load is like, oh, I think there's a spare one in the truck, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway, he comes back and he's running back with, with another eyeball. It had to be cut out of like this really annoying plastic bag. I don't know what kind of plastic it is, but you cannot... Like it's really hard to tear. Yeah. Anyway, he tries to get his scissors and it slips out of his hands. <laughs> down the fucking, goes Holy down the dam. Shit, mate. No oh way. my God. So yeah, that was, that was one of the experiences. But you eventually got it on there and, and kept going. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the first I see is just like ripping at the bag, freaking bashing it and stuff until we could finally get the eyeball out, sc- screwed it on. And yeah. We got the shot two hours yeah. over time. You know, it just doesn't there, sound like fun. <laughs> we really, really aren't selling, selling the film industry to the people who aren't really good. No, eh? like, it, it's great. Like when when the actors, it's great. It's great. <laughs> when when the actors get into it, like yeah, we, we, yeah. like working with Sam Neill. Yes, like that's was, right. You've worked with some crazy yeah. actors as well. Yeah, on on the twelve. Like even though <laughs> he forgot a lot of his lines. Wow, really? I was really surprised. With, but when he delivered them, like. Yeah, like he's just there's so a certain, in character. There's a certain like magic you feel in the air. Yeah, right? when well, some, when an actor like is he, just his in presence is insane. Yeah, yeah, it's just like next level. Yeah, it's a shame that the twelve. I don't know, it's a bit boring. Yeah, <laughs> you go. You worked with Russell Crowe as well, right? Yeah, Russell. How Crow. was that? Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was good. What was that? What was that reaction for, John Luke? He's just he's he's a hard ass. Yeah, he's another one who's like his presence is like felt in the room. It's like, all right, Russell's on set. You know, it's like a game time. He, I was even listening to a podcast with Russell Crowe on, and he was saying how how much of a hard ass he is on set and stuff. Sound like a nightmare to work with him. Nah, I wouldn't say a nightmare. I wouldn't say a nightmare. No, no, he's just like as as. Like in the film that I worked on with him, he mm-hmm. was directing. And right. 
What and, was and, it? And acting. It was called Poker Face. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. My bad. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was a... Uh, I actually haven't seen the film. Is it out yet? It is. It is out? Is it, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Came out earlier this year, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there was a Stan. It was film. a Stan one, yeah. But yeah, just very much no fucking around. Everyone doing their jobs kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's just funny. Like, the first time I saw him, it was like 5 a.m. in the morning at, at the Museum of Sydney. And this guy just like, Sprints around the corner. He's got a bit of weight to him. It's, you know, I'm just waiting for a coffee, kind of thing. And he keeps coming close, and he's like sweating. He's doing this. <laughs> and I'm like, who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's a sweaty boy. Yeah, he's, he's a massive beard on him, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, holy fuck, that's fucking Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> and then just just out of instinct, I was like, morning, Russell. And he's looking at me. He's like, morning. He's <laughs> like, I kept walking his set. I'm like, I'm, I'm expecting Russell Crowe to be dropped off in a like. Mercedes Benz, yeah, 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 straight yeah, to yeah. set. Yeah. He's like panting around the corner. <laughs> like he was sweating. Damn. He was sweating. Yeah. yeah, like again, on set, like when he delivered his lines, like amazing. Yeah. Not exactly the the film that I would have liked to have seen him in. Like Gladiator would have been fucking sick to see. Yeah, yeah Cohen, for sure. You know, some battle. 100%. Battle stages, so that would have been cool. I just wanted to ask you one more question about your AC work before I think we'll go into your directing stuff. But um, do you think, like, you have to invest in yourself as an AC, right? Mm-hmm. So did you find that you had to invest quite a lot of you know money into buying your own gear and stuff? Because that's something that sort of deterred me away from the camera department a little bit. Mate, but directing, you have to invest way more as well. Yeah. Your You're soul. funding your own movies. <laughs> I guess that is your true. soul. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, fun fact about the film industry. Mm. Tax. Mm. Yeah. You can claim a lot back. Yeah, yeah. And a yeah. lot of it is like 75 to 100% tax back or yeah. at least 50%, which is enough because, again, our industry is very niche. Yes. And which means the cost of our gear is very fucking expensive. Mm. So, yeah. But, and, and only certain places sell our type <laughs> of stuff. Yeah. And I'm not talking about George's cameras in the city or <laughs> DigiDirect or something like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You have to go like John Barry sales or like Panavision, Panavision or something yeah. like that. Mm. And stuff that you can only get from like overseas as well because some uh, bolts we use are like metric. Mm. Mm. Sorry, or not metric, meaning that we need to buy stuff from America. Like they're mm. all their tools and stuff like that, which is a bit fucking ridiculous. But mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in, in terms of like, I wouldn't say I spent that much. Especially like when you work on a full production like if you're not doing dailies yeah Yeah. they give you majority of your oh really yeah yeah so they like production pays for majority of it and if you need more stuff like tape or yeah i know cleaning production yeah yeah they'll (coughs) they'll throw it at you oh okay i didn't know that yeah yeah. cool it's only when you're like working on commercials yeah or music videos yeah you want you want your own stuff Mm. Yes, most right. most music production videos or TV are like, well, this is your problem, mate. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. I, I have a question before we get into the the directing stuff. So w- you're telling us experiences about being on these big sets and stuff. Um, are you still doing indie projects, like when they pop up, or not really? Uh, it depends. Like for you guys, like you know, for Danny, like I'm always I'm always down to help out. Yeah, I, I, I love seeing what's what's the next thing that's going. Exactly. On. Yeah, like, for sure. New people uh, got inside their heads. Mm. What what's the what's the biggest difference? But I mean, obviously the the experience wise. But is there something you you prefer more in indie sets compared to these big professional sets you, that you've been working on? Indie sets, you can have more of a laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's a, it's the the intimate crew is a lot more fun. Mm. Like especially when we did. Like our short films in uni. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know? That was so yeah. fun. Because the stakes are lower. I think that's yeah. the reason. The stakes are lower. So sometimes the ego gets in there because everyone's yeah. trying to like, you know, really build something amazing. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, you, you always get humbled uh, eventually at some stage. Um, what do you prefer? But on a big set, mm. in terms of like time efficiency and actually like things. Yeah, being things done. getting done properly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure, mate. Yeah. And like, again, like actors... Like I love yeah. watching <coughs> actors mm. act; they're just amazing. And that's spoken like a true director. So I think we go into the directing now. Yeah. Let's do it. Go I wanted it. to talk about um, the sort of films that you want to make. So you like crime sort of drama films? Is that yeah. correct? Like crime, noir? Yeah, f- film noir is definitely. Oh, I'll say neo noir. Yeah, is definitely a big one. Yeah, Thrillers, cool. 
crime, drama. That's mm. that's my kind of niche. Who was who were some of your inspirations? Uh, I think early on, just definitely would have been Scorsese or Christopher Nolan. Yeah, so mm. obviously in their earlier works. Yeah, nice. Christopher Nolan now, I don't know where he's kind of going in his in his direction. James Bond. That's what yeah, I've heard. Yeah, like yeah, I don't know how. I feel it, about look, that. his movies are always amazing, mm. even if the story's like not. 110 oh, 100%. Like you he, can appreciate it. Yeah, like, he's yeah, just yeah, so immersive. Sure. Like, he'll just bring yeah. you into the story. Yeah. Even if it was a story about fucking some guy selling his fridge, he'd, <laughs> yeah. he'd make it freaking. He'll amazing. tell her backwards <laughs> somehow, mate. <laughs> he'll start chopping it up. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think he knows how to find the humanity in, in a high concept. You know what I mean? Something yeah. like Inception, which is on such a grand scale, mm. but there's just like this sense of humanity and, you know, deep within it that really. Makes yeah. you care about it as an audience. So yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Great influences and inspirations mm. um, in that sort of genre. Um, looking at Boon Chong Ho. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Is that, yep. Is that right? Mm. Boon Chong Ho. Yeah. yeah. Parasite. Still haven't seen Parasite. Mm, yeah. Wow. Watch it. Yeah. The, the Green Film Festival was just recent. I missed it again. Yeah. Do you uh, like Snowpiercer? Haven't seen Snowpiercer either. Oh, Okja. Nope. Is that what it's called? I don't know how you say Okja. it, but Okja? I know Okja? What the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what do you like about Bunjong? <laughs> <laughs> Memories of Murder. Okay, right. Memories yeah, of Murder. Fair, fair, okay. fair. It's a great one in which Fincher w- was inspired from as well okay. for his Zodiac film. Right. It's, it's about like uh, three different detectives and you got the corrupt one, you have the one who wants to do the job right. Yeah. And then you just have the one who's just like, oh, I don't really know, don't really care. Yeah, right. Um, <coughs> and yeah, and it's just them trying to find this killer and they just can't find the killer and right. you you're getting more pissed off as the movie goes on but like in a good way because you want to catch this guy yeah of mm. course and i'm not yeah. gonna spoil it don't but do they catch it or do they not it's no. not like we spoil stuff all the time on you never exactly <laughs> now you did mention to us uh, before the podcast you've you've gone back to study yeah yes yeah. to study writing and stuff and mm-hmm. i think i, I want to match this to the next question is the way that you've got you know, your route into the industry to where you are now, mm-hmm. right from AC to directing, back to studying and writing. Um, would you change anything along the way to maybe, you know, was there any regrets that maybe you've had on your way to get where you are now? And then at the end of that, tell us a little bit about what you're studying and where you are. Mm, I wouldn't say regrets of <coughs> how, like, if I had to do it again, yeah, I'd go straight for a production company and just work my way up. Right. In the camera department? No, just as a production just assistant. Just as a production assistant. Really? Like, Why is that? Um, in terms of, like, just for directing wise, because mm. all the creative side is within the production company. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you yeah. need to do, like, all the admin and all, like, your producer stuff. Mm. Again, that's also part of directing. Directing yep. is, like, wearing many hats. Yep. And, like, the more knowledge you have, the better director you're going to be. For sure. So Yeah, so I guess as a PA, a you, you get to be on those sets and, yeah. and see things without <laughs> exactly. like specialising in something that you exactly. don't particularly want to But again, be. You'll, be, you'll be there. Because again, the director will not spend that much time on set. Yeah. Like he will do majority <laughs> of the plan. Like Pre-prod. The, the shoot days, quote yeah. Brian, Yeah. the shoot days are for shooting. Yes. And not trying to fucking, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hmm, maybe this light will work better. It's like, no, we don't have fucking time. Yeah. yeah. Gotta shoot. We're what, shooting. Ab- what about... The actors, when, when you get onto those bigger sets, you know, you don't have time to rehearse and stuff like that. For those bigger things, you would expect the director to be on set, no? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. again, it depends, like, for the TV shows. Yeah, like sure. Like Bump. Sure. Or, uh, what was the other one? Or, like, The Messenger. Like, there's not real much time for rehearsing. Yeah. Like, actors will get lucky if they get... Yeah, that's a, a rehearsal. That's crazy because now the stuff mm. that we're working on, mate, we have all the time in the world to rehearse. Mm. I can't imagine not rehearsing. Yeah. That's a whole different skill that yeah. you have to learn. I'm yeah. guessing when like you're the, the actors will rehearse their lines beforehand, or like yeah. you know, like in pre-pro, the director's yeah. gone through just about everything, and, and it's right. what I was getting yes. to. So in pre-pro, like that's where all the work yeah. gets done, hundred percent. So it's just a bit obvious that one. Yeah, of course. But no, but I think people really underestimate how much work you can get done in pre-production. And the power of rehearsals, bro. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's insane. Like, I, I mean, some, like, even people that we work with don't understand how important rehearsals are. And yeah. they get to set day and they, they have no idea what they're doing. I always sometimes wonder if there's such thing as over-rehearsing, though. Like, if I'm you sure go there the is. Yeah. I'm sure 100% there is. Yeah. But, like, to be prepared is one thing, and then to over-rehearse is yeah. another, I guess. Yeah, yeah, of course, 100%. Um, like, you, you want to rehearse just, like, I don't know, this is my directing take. Go for it. I feel like you want to rehearse 
just enough so you get the beats right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get the overall like arch of what the scene, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like what is happening in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you get that kind of gist, you know, kind of play around for just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like medium rare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not well done. And, and then, it, yeah, sorry, go. Sorry. Um, and then once you put the actor within the scene, so mm-hmm. with, within the environment of the scene, then you kind of let them play. allow them to play yeah. around, touch, smell. 100%. And I think that goes into like deep diving into who the character is as well in mm. rehearsals. Like mm. it's not just rehearsing the beats and stuff, but it's also, yeah. you know, you're, you're talking to them deep about their character and you're, you're right. You rehearse the basics, like the beats, the arc, everything, and then you allow them to play in their sandbox that you've created and exactly. stuff like that. Exactly. I truly agree. Let's bring it back. Your writing. What are you yes. doing now? What are you starting? I've written about five scripts mm-hmm. in which every time I give them to Zach or my other mentor, in which I haven't brought up yet, which is <coughs> Simone Neviani, mm. um, who's in Vancouver at the moment. Um, so yeah, I would always send them off and every time I just get freaking belted. Like, really? Shit. Shit. Wow. Not, so, so they don't hold way. back. Nah. Nah, good. Because That's what you need, like, brother. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're going to invest... 15, 30K at a bare minimum. Like, you want to make sure it's good. That's exactly. what I always say. Yeah. So, yeah. If it's not good enough, then it's not good enough. Yeah. Fair but enough. Again, like, in saying that, like, each script you build, like, you take away something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you may like a certain scene, you, you, you can add that to another part of another script. Mm. So and the thing is, you want to tear apart that <laughs> script because it's, you can actually change the outcome at that point, right? If you're, you know, halfway through the film filming it and you realise that the story is terrible, you can't really save it. I mean, sometimes, you know, they you save Star Wars in the edit, but like, you know what I mean? Which one? Which, which Star Wars did they save? Episode four, A New Hope. Oh, really? Do you not know about that? I do not. Oh, they, they cut out like an hour's worth of content. Really? Yeah, there's like, like, there's like a whole hour of Luke on Tatooine that they cut out. Really? Yeah, like he's, George Lucas's wife restructured the whole film and made it work. Yeah. You learn Let's something go. new every day, George huh? Lucas. Yeah. George yeah. Lucas's wife actually shout out. Yeah, she was <laughs> a good <guy>. Yeah. Let's <laughs> go. Cool. She saved the film. Oh yeah, I wanted to ask about your your films. Um, do you think that like the kind of films that you want to make, like crime, noir stuff, mm-hmm. do you think that would fit into the climate of what's being made within Australia right now? And if not, oh, Australia, I'm sorry, Australia makes shit films. <laughs> Fucking tell me about it, eh? Like we like. It, Compared to the rest of the world, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what we're doing either. And like, I can't blame the writers, but I'm blaming, I'm blaming the people that fund the films because yeah. they only give money to a specific kind of fucking. Film. I think what it is is that they want to play it safe. That there are there's a certain established <sighs> films that are being created, and they don't want to stray away from that because they're I afraid that it's not going to make money. But th- they need to take. I risks. think that they're and I've said this over and over again, and like, fair enough, them given funding to the same people for mm. the same stories i think they're trying to yeah, push yeah 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 they're trying to push australian stories too much like like i we i are australian yeah right? I, I know but like like you just said the quality is just not up to the standard i think there are some good australian some films. yeah like and i'm talking like 10 percent yeah of films that are made are like actually quality yeah like what was that one about the hitman um oh the show um yeah Mr. Inbetween. Mr. Inbetween. Yes. Great. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. I mean, The Dry was good as well. The Dry, I, I still haven't seen The Dry. Oh, it's quite good. <laughs> but I, I've, I've heard it's good. It's yes. Good. Maybe a little bit slow, but still, whatever. It, it has like some it quality about it. Yeah. Of course, like George Miller making Furiosa. That's, that's always going to be good. Yeah. Right? yeah, he's, yeah. he's done Mad Max, what, four times now? Yeah. Mm. So. True. That's what I mean. Like, they'll throw as much money at him because they know that he can yeah. make something mm. good. Freaking 26 oh. cameras. Jesus 26 Christ. Cameras. 26. That's nuts. Did you work on that or no? No. Nah. But you know people that did, right? Mm. Fucking nuts. All those, like, they have these little red Komodo cameras, yeah. which are just, like, crash cams. Mm. And, like, all these cars, like, 100 cars driving out in the middle of the fucking desert and just blowing shit up. And jo- George Miller would just be like, whoa. <laughs> 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 man. It's crazy. Yes, yeah, so we are just talking about how hard it is to get your films funded. So I'm guessing the films that you want to make don't fit the climate. Is that right? It will be it will be very 
Like self-funded. But that yeah. was like me with Oz Mom. Like, I am not going to get funded for 1890s British fucking Victorian <laughs> era like adaptation. There's <laughs> no Fantasy way. Period piece, yeah. Fantasy period <laughs> piece. Just was, not there fucking show, There was that show, um, 10 Pound Poms. Oh, yeah. Mm. What happened to that? Another Australian it, it show. Came just, yeah, Did it? Is it good? Is I don't know. <laughs> anyone? Nothing. We don't hear about them as well. Just all goes straight on to Stan. Oh, well. Anyways, so I think... Did you want to add anything else before we move on? No, I'm good. Do you have any last thoughts you'd like to share before we move on to the next segment? Oh, yeah. What's some advice maybe you can give people that were maybe wanted to... You know, uh, we've said this the last couple of weeks as well, like maybe want to be a director. Would you say take the same route as you did? I'd just say just look at... If you really want to direct like, and you have a group of friends, just shoot. Mm. You You just have to make movies. You do. It's like the classic Quentin Tarantino mm. thing. Just make a film, man. Mm. Make a film and it's, it's going to be shit. Exactly. It's going to be shit. Maybe try and fix it in the edit. But then <laughs> try and fix it <laughs> in the edit. <laughs> if not, fix it in post, guys. Move, move on to the next one. Move on to the next Amazing. One. I think it's interesting because we've talked about writing styles in the past. Do you find your story as you write or are you a pre-planner kind of guy? Um, balanced. Yeah? A bit of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there has to be some planning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like you, or well for me, you have to know where you're going mm-hmm. with the story or just like a rough place of where you want to end at. Mm-hmm. And then you write to that level. Right. At the end of the day, some like where you want to end up may have completely changed. Mm-hmm. It might be better. It might be worse. Yeah. But if you try to navigate for sure down that river, then you may find something yeah. of gold or you might find where you end up in apocalypse now right you <laughs> <laughs> crazy motherfuckers <laughs> fuck well damn this brings us on to you my friend yes had quite a few good couple weeks mate tell us about the progress yes. what's been happening well i'm gonna be honest i kind of lied earlier i don't have heaps of <laughs> <progress>. <laughs> but i'm about to have heaps of progress nice so. nice so the other night i had um jack keach friend yes i'm, I'm John Looker knows him from you, you went, he went to the screening did, as well. Yeah, yeah. So he had a screening for. I'm, his I'm short. following him on Instagram. He did the father. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, father, right. which is his proof of concept short film. Yep, yep, yep. It's pretty cool. It's like it's sort of like an Australian Sicario. Um, nice. It's about this like two female police officers that are trying to take down this fanatic cult leader, mm-hmm. um, and they want to arrest him. And then when they get to the location where he's hiding out, there's two um, other like special task force officers who want to kill him sure they have a different two different agendas nice. and then it's like they're just in this battle to try and get to the leader first mm-hmm. and take him down so it's just sort of that unfolding but um yeah no it turned out really really good like and it's been so good seeing because i've known jack for a few years now and i've seen all the different shorts he made throughout film school and whatnot and just seeing him grow as a director and a creative also because like i was on set with him and i saw aft2 yep yep John, Johnny knows him as yeah, well. Yeah, you know, yeah, cool. Um, we actually, we should go and get coffee soon. I'll say to him. Because mm-hmm. like, I think, because he's been helping me out with my film that I'm working on now and you're helping me out. So we'll probably do mm-hmm. a meeting of some sort soon. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just seeing his film on a big screen and like seeing, because I always knew he had potential in film school, but it's like, you're still learning at that point and you don't know how to make things come together like perfectly. But seeing how he's refined his craft is so satisfying and makes me really happy as a friend of That's his. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we and love I, that. honestly, I feel the same about you. Like, from I haven't seen Osmar yet in full, but from what I've seen, I'm like, whoa, like, Josh is really coming into his own as a creative. Sure. That's super rewarding as a friend yeah. of yours. I feel so. the exact same when I see you, Lockie, when I read Lockie's scripts, when I yeah. see Austin having progress on yeah. his films and I see things getting made and I can't wait for what you have coming up as yeah, well. So no, it's such I, a I feel film. you, mate. I feel you. Yeah. But um, no, the past couple of weeks I've just been working a lot and like I'm happy right now. So I don't want to try and like mess with that too much. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to pry into my mental psyche and be like, Oh, you should be doing more. You should be doing this because sure, it's mate. like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we take our mental health for granted we sometimes. Do. You know, we like yeah. always try to try to think of how we can be better and stuff. And right now, I'm happy and I'm like I'm just going to take my time and you know, earn a bit of money and you yeah. know see my friends, the people I love, care about, and, and just be happy for a bit. But mm. I do going to this screening and then speaking to other people who are in the industry doing Spires things. I was like, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, I'm a little rusty at the moment, yeah. mm. um, and I want to get back into the scene. Mm. Um, was that self-funded, the father? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. I think he did a Kickstarter campaign cool. as well. Yeah, yeah, got yeah. a bit off that. But yeah, mostly that's, that, that's one way you can 
get a bit of money. True. Yeah, Except you can only do that a couple times. Yeah, because your friends get sick of donating. Yeah, <laughs> 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 oh, bro, I've done crowdfunding now twice, yeah. and I'm like, I've, I've That's exercised yeah. that now. Yeah. Now the rest is just me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so me and Jack have. I said, I said to him, look, I think I need an accountability partner mm-hmm. because I'm sort of just getting sidetracked with other things in my life, sure. and I need to start setting deadlines. And he was like, sure, we'll go for coffee next week, Good. and we'll just set some deadlines, like what you want to get done each month and then we'll break it down into weeks and then good. we can get things done. I'm like, amazing. Mm. Good. So yeah, I'm in, I'm in a good place right now. I think over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to start to really progress with the film. Mm-hmm. And I started looking at locations and I want to look at actors with you as well. You suggested mm-hmm. some people mm-hmm. and some ideas. You help him produce or something like that? So, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. fair, fair, fair. It's all, it's all up in the air right now. Yeah, a cool. Bit, but and I've also pushed back because I thought we'd shoot in like December, but I yeah, think, I think January is probably more feasible. At this yeah, point. Jan. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, man. So I think once me and Jack work towards the deadlines and figure mm. all that out, Jack producing. Yeah, it's like like you're sort of co-producing, Jack sort of co-producing, mm. and then I was gonna have another guy, but he's yeah. What happened to him? Oh, I just haven't heard from him. I think he's busy with Still, life stuff, which is enough. fine. So yep, like, yep, I'm just yep. gonna go ahead and do it on my own. Good man. Yeah, but yeah, no. So that's that's pretty much it on my end. Not too much else. Yeah. No, right. Uh, anything else on the um, the feature? Nothing. No, no. I think oh, I think I went back and gave it a quick read the other day. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's always interesting looking at something when you haven't looked at it for a what while through thoughts? fresh eyes. Um, no, yeah. So <laughs> I know I'm, you're I'm, so critical. I'm not yourself, good with dialogue. Right? Like, do you find it hard as well to like just read it and not edit it? Yes. Yeah, yes, bro. Big time. Yeah. I sort of promised myself I wouldn't like try and edit it right now because I'm just not in the mind space it's especially for a feature redo it. especially for a feature you get yeah. to like page 15 he's like I just want to change that <laughs> yeah <and laughs> don't touch the fucking thing Literally exactly like, you're gonna tie your hands and that's you why back. I had to promise myself that I just slam it out and write it even if it was trash mm. but um, it's mm. like I look at it and there are scenes that are written that I'm like oh this is good but mm. then it's always the dialogue that I look at and I'm like dialogue is, work. is the hardest so part. hard it's dialogue so hard. is always the hardest yeah. part yeah Hey guys, it's Dan from the Editing Lab here. We had an unfortunate technical issue. Josh decided to prematurely eject the micro SD card from the mixer. So the last 15 minutes or so of the interview got corrupted. So, you know, we can all we can all give thanks to Josh for that one. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, you can catch us on YouTube and Spotify at the pre-production meeting or the pre-prod pod on Instagram. Thanks so much, guys. We'll catch up next week and uh, fill you in on me and Josh's progress and movies that we've watched. Thanks so much, guys. Peace.